1: Hello and welcome in to another episode of the It's Utah's World podcast. I'm Tom Hackett, generally alongside Steve Bartle, but I'm running solo today for well a few reasons. Steve is preparing to get married, and uh, well, we figured, look, we'd give him a give him a week off the pod. Well, actually, we're, we're going to give him two weeks off the podcast. as he? He's got to go on his honeymoon. He's going down to. Uh, the the Caribbean or, or Caribbean however however it's pronounced um, nonetheless he'll be away this weekend next so we will uh, we'll find a way to make it work and and go from there in the meantime you have me it's not going to be nearly as long of an episode today or this week it'll be it'll be a shorter episode we do have a few things we need to point out in in a week that really hasn't had a ton going on from a Utah football standpoint look I need to first address. Uh, something that occurred last week, uh, and I feel like this is kind of me defending myself, if you will, because I came under attack. Uh, If if you guys uh, follow me on on social media, uh, Twitter in particular, uh, you can do that at at TomCartHackett. But I I made a mistake. Uh, I, I do admit to that mistake. I stand by the premise of the story. Here's what happened, for those that that, that, that aren't on Twitter maybe or, or or didn't quite catch it because obviously on, on, on Twitter things come and go very, very quickly. But what happened was I wrote a story about what we what Steve and I had spoken about on the podcast last week where Utah football chose Zach Wilson over uh, Jack Tuttle and, and, of course, this past recruiting period they, they picked up Peter Costelli and they didn't publicly offer Jackson Dart. And, and we were having this conversation that they're playing a slightly dangerous game in the sense that... You know the, the state of Utah and, and the football here locally at a high school level is only getting better with 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 more and more kids coming from out of state to live here for various reasons. Look, the level, the standard of high school football in the state of Utah is getting much better. Um, it's not quite nearly as good as California, Florida, Texas, and some bigger states, but it's certainly vastly improved from from even when I first stepped foot at Salt Lake City International Airport back in twenty twelve. Uh, and I wrote a story about that. And, and of course, I, the story was about high school recruits, and it wasn't about transfer recruits. Uh, but the big problem I, I made was, was, was with my headline. I I I I wrote the headline stated, Utah football puts all eggs in Castelli basket, uh, which was kind of a ploy to try and lure, you know, some... Some fans out there, Utah football fans and such to to click on the on the page. Uh, and then I was hoping they would read the story and understand that the headline, yeah, you know, kind of was there was there for a reason. Uh, and it I should have known the bottom line is I should have known that people don't click on stories maybe like they used to. they scroll. It's all quick viewing you know i'm sure a handful of people clicked on the story i'm sure the majority of people just saw the headline and neglected it and decided to to kind of abuse me online or whatever you want to call it you know it didn't and so i must admit the headline was mis- was a tad misleading i still stand by the premise of the story and that's okay we all move on uh and and hopefully we can still love one another but i digress so i figured that's where we we, we probably ought to start this podcast is He's talking about that situation because uh, th- that was rather chaotic for a period of time there. Hey, it's also worth noting that, that this podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of our beloved friends, Nate Wade Subaru, uh, 1207 South Main Street where they're located. com is their website. If you don't feel comfortable going down to the dealership, they don't blame you. They've, they've adjusted uh, their website to, to fit any need that, that you may have that you can find help on their website literally like i think this is the silver lining with this pandemic as sad and as brutal and as dark and gloomy as the pandemic's been yeah uh, the silver lining for me anyway one one silver lining would have to be the businesses like nate wait subaru have adjusted and they've, they've 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 progressed and they've moved forward um I think that's really cool. To be quite fair, and and Nate Wade's there to help you. They're the oldest Subaru dealership in North America. They've been around for fifty-one odd years, and and they're cool, man. Let me tell you, they're really cool. So I would uh, highly recommend going checking them out. Uh, if you don't have a tongue going on this upcoming week, right? There is there is a few other more recent subjects we need to touch. We need to touch on. Uh, the big one being Brian Thompson transferring to Arizona State, which is very, very interesting. Um, interesting for more than one reason, and I'll get into it. The first reason is I'm surprised Coach Whittingham and Mark Allen allowed it, to be quite honest with you. Um, I remember when I was playing... I I shared the locker room with with many other folks and uh, a teammate of mine by the name of, of Moose Bingham. I don't know if many Utah fans remember Moose. He he had a, a he had an exceptional high school career. He was a kicker, uh, and of course that's you know one of the reasons we became quite close was we spent a lot of time with one another. But but he ended up transferring because he was he was ultimately beaten out by by Andy Phillips. And he went to BYU, but it wasn't that simple. I remember, I remember Coach Whittingham trying to not allow him to go to BYU because, of course, it was the fir- I believe it was the first game of the year. Utah BYU were going to play one another, uh, and and Whittingham was was concerned that maybe he would he pass information along that would put Utah in, in a in a position that they didn't want to be put in. And he made it, he made it, he made it a tad difficult, I must admit. And it was the the um, the athletic director at the time, Dr. Chris Hill, that eventually passed it, if I'm not mistaken. Now don't quote me on this. I you know, this is many, many, many years ago now, but but that is that is how I at least remember it going. Down, I'm just surprised that that maybe something similar maybe it did, maybe it did. Maybe Brian Thompson had a hard time transferring to Arizona State, but but he got it done in the end, uh, through maybe the help of Mark Harlan. I, I don't know. I had originally heard that Brian Thompson was gonna go to Oregon. That was what that that was what I had been hearing, but of course that wasn't the case. Instead of going up north, he decided to go south, and Arizona State. He'll be uh, he'll be he'll be obviously a a pretty key member of that that wide receiving group. I imagine um, they lost uh, Brandon Ayuk a few years ago. They haven't been able to replace him. Uh, I don't know if Brian Thompson's as good as Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk was a speedster. He exploded. Uh, Jaden Daniels' freshman year, which would have been two years ago now, and uh, and of course now he's in the National Football League. He was a it was a top three round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I imagine maybe Brian Thompson's going down there to try and replicate what Brandon Ayuk was able to do with, with Jaden Daniels at the helm that first year. I'll have you know and remind you guys. I'm sure many of you out there remember Jaden Daniels was ex- was special back back his freshman year. He was really really good. And uh, he took a bit of a dip, a bit of a lull, if you will, in in 2020. But but didn't we all? And he struggled a tad. Um, but that's okay. When they played Utah, it was of course at Rice Eccles Stadium. It, it, was a, it was a it was a very rainy game, and um, and it didn't go in favour of of Utah. I need to just pull that up again. Uh I do apologize. I had a feeling, that's why I pulled it up. I'm like, they didn't play in 20. They didn't play in 2020, Tom. But Arizona State only had like two games. if You remember this was in 2019, of course. I do, I do forget because it was a, it was a, there were fans in the stand. So the last time these two teams met, uh, 25 yards, Jaden Daniels threw for 25 yards. He was four for 18. He threw one interception. The leading receiver that day had 12 yards. Number eighty-four, Frank Darby. So, Brandon Ayuk back then was playing, and and remember he was he was in some form. And uh, Jalen Johnson limited him to seven yards, quite the effort. Nonetheless, Brian Thompson is headed down south. He's going to the desert, uh, and he'll be a member of Arizona State, which is oh man, I I, I don't quite know how how I feel about that. To be fair. Um, it's a it's a it's it's not only a conference opponent; it's a division opponent. So there is going to be some 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 interesting emotions, I'm sure, from both parties. Come the the day when when the two teams meet this upcoming season. Now the, the schedule, by the way, has not been released for 2021, but that is expected to come out really any time now, as it relates to dates and times. And such, um, but as it stands now, the the three non-conference games are in play. Thursday, September second, Weber State Wildcats. Jay Hill, congratulations! He just received the contract extension. He'll be around uh, an additional two years through to 2025. Then, of course, BYU down there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday, September 11th, and we round out the non-conference schedule with with a trip on, on the road. Um, San Diego, San Diego State Aztecs, Dignity Health Sports Park in Carson, California. That was—I uh, don't know if that is still, but that was where the Chargers play. if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, who knows? Uh, and then, of course, the Pac-12 schedule, time and dates, yet to be released. So uh, we will—we'll have to wait until they're out. Uh, in, in other news that, that we wanted to get to would uh relate to Alex Smith. This is pretty neat actually. Alex Smith, Ryan I don't need to go into details to what he's been through, he nearly lost his leg, nearly lost his life. Uh he wants to return for the two thousand and twenty season. Uh whether that's as a member of the Washington football team or if he do if he goes elsewhere. Uh I think it's really cool that, that he wants to stick around and keep pursuing <coughs> pardon me, pursuing his dream. Uh, of playing in the NFL, he won't come back Player of the Year in 2020 for obvious reasons, and and it sounds like he'll be around. If it's not for the Washington, if it's not with the Washington Football Team, he'll he'll at least be on a team. I can guarantee you that somebody will pick him up. And then the other news floating about. Sorry, I had to take a quick sip of water. There is Utah defensive coordinator Morgan Scally, uh is is the biggest advocate about educating, understanding. Other cultures um, I, I like this story because obviously the, the the scandal that Scally went through summer of last year uh, racist allegations a very serious matter he's 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 he, he's become a lot quieter online if you've noticed you don't really see Morgan Scally posting much now on Twitter um, he's trying to I, I think just stay away from from all of that, uh, and focus on himself and his coaching and how he treats others and the words that he uses. Um, and I think I think the players are starting to realise that now, or at least that's how it sounds. If, if you missed it, by the way, Trevor Allen, who I would normally have fill in for Steve, although he is off today uh, and it's Friday and you better believe I'm not working Saturday, so... um Trevor Allen actually spoke with Devin Lloyd and, and Clark Phillips earlier this week on Monday on President's Day. They sat down for kind of a roundtable discussion about um, about Black History Month, which which I if you haven't listened to that, it's it's really cool because uh, these two these two guys Devon and and Clark kind of share their experiences, um, which is which is eye-opening, you know, for, for me, coming from Australia, but, but being Caucasian, um, you know, and, and, and still trying to educate myself on on Black History Month and, and Black History in general, <clears throat> I would highly recommend going back. You can find it on KSL Sports' Facebook page, and, and I would highly recommend just kind of turning it on and, and listening... Uh, and trying to pay as much attention as, as you can to it because it, it's beneficial and it's, it's certainly worthwhile. Um, I, I filled in for Scotty Mitchell on, on KSL's Unrivaled. For those that are unaware, that's kind of a, a KSL Sports really only radio uh, show. It airs on KSL News Radio 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock every evening. And in the middle of the week, I filled in for Scotty, and I and I was alongside um, Alex Kirry, and we spoke on a number of different subjects. Something we did speak about was this was was the the, the scheduling of games and the narrative that you know there's no parody in college football because. The Pac-12, Big 12, and Big Ten play nine conference games, whereas the ACC and the SEC only plays eight conference games. Um, and I wanted to bring bring this subject up quickly to to kind of round up and round uh, and finish or conclude this this episode of the It's Utah's World Podcast because I think it's 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 interesting and hopefully has you guys who listen to this podcast thinking after after we're done talking about it. There are two things that I think are most important when it comes to scheduling games. The first is is, if, is the obvious one, right? If, if you schedule nine conference games, you put yourself at risk to lose to a conference opponent one more time than, say, somebody in the SEC or the ACC does who only has to play eight conference games. I think that's the obvious. You know, when you, when, you, when, when most people think about this subject, they go, okay... Why would you play nine conference games when you can play eight now the reason is and it's somewhat silly but shouldn't surprise anybody out there it's it's money um, if you if you play nine times against conference opponents you offer more to to your TV deal you know you you provide more more games uh, more content uh, which ultimately, you know, should should, theoretically speaking, bring in more money for the conference, um, and then of course you have to start talking about well, if for, for the Pac-12, let's just take the Pac-12 for example. It's been quite some time now. I I, I don't even know. It's been so long. How long it's been since the Pac-12 had a Pac-12, uh, had a had a player in the game as it relates to the the playoffs. You know, I think Utah back in 2019 was probably the closest Pac-12 team that is that has come to making it in recent history and of course they ended up getting beaten by Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game and all that kind of went to dust uh and didn't and didn't eventuate but but nonetheless they they still came close um and if they had beaten Oregon there was a good chance they were going to play LSU in in the opening round of the college football players, which would have been something so special um but the Pac-12's in this weird, you know, it's at a crossroads, if you will. Uh, it's, it's in a very odd position where they play nine conference games and year after year, and in 2021, you better believe it will be the same way. They beat themselves up week in and week out, and the best team in the conference will lose to a, a middle of the pack team. Uh, and then, of course, it's it's game-set match, and the, the, the Pac-12 championship game really doesn't have any meaning besides... Who's going to the Rose Bowl? Which, don't get me wrong, is great, but we're not here anymore to win Rose Bowls. We're here to win college football championships. Um, I just think I think the conference, uh, whoever the new the, whoever the new commissioner is, needs to take it back, reel it back to eight games, and say, look, we play four non-conference teams, we play eight conference games, and we try not to beat us beat each other up as much. We need we need a place in that college football playoff. We need a presence uh, felt. Uh, and I feel the same way. I, I, I've always been an advocate and have been for some time that the conference needs to play eight games. Uh, eight, col- eight eight conference games, I should say. Four non-conference games. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess 2021, there's a good chance it'll be nine. In fact, there'll be a good chance it'll be nine conference games for the foreseeable future because that is quite a drastic step. Um, but at the minute, there's no parity. There really never has been, and uh, and I think if you could just level the playing field by coming to some sort of an agreement on at least how many conference games power five teams need to play, you know that that would make the product on the field far more entertaining for somebody like myself. Um, what bothers me with college football is the lack of leadership the NCAA shows, um, but yet they're so critical and forthcoming when it comes to punishing violations, it's it doesn't seem right, in fact it seems very wrong, and, um, and as much as I love the game, I hate it at the same time, because boy, it just puts me off, uh, it puts me off a lot, so anyway, we don't need to go down that road, that's for another time, uh, and another place, but... Nate Wade Subaru is the sponsor of this podcast. I'm sorry Steve wasn't around. We'll be back next week. I'm going to look at getting Trevor Allen or a co-host on to give you guys some different perspective because I always think it's healthy to to have two two voices heard uh, and, and, and to create some sort of back-and-forth conversation. But in fairness, uh, there really wasn't a ton of news this week in the Utah football realm. So Utah fans out there did not miss out on much if you've been swamped with work. Uh, the big news, of course, was Brian Thompson transferring to Arizona State. Outside of that, um, really not not a ton going on. So uh, I love all of you. I appreciate all of you more than you know. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in every week and listening to it. the, the platform, the podcast. It's growing. You can follow myself at Tom Hackett, Tom can't hack it. You can follow Steve, who normally joins me at SBartle247. Uh, if, you're, if you're on Twitter, wish Steve all the best of luck for his wedding day uh, because it's coming up here shortly and, and we'll be back next week. But until then, don't do anything we wouldn't do and stay safe, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>